Are you an HR leader or have another role in an organization and you're tired of seeing people suffer? Well, welcome to our secret society where we're going to talk about those problems and what you can do to help fix them. I'm Dr. Alessandra Polizzi. I am the CEO of Verdant Consulting. I'm Donna Blomstrom. I'm a relaxed social entrepreneur. And together we talk about people, technology, and the workplace every week. Come join us. Welcome back to a new episode of our podcast, The Secret Society for Human Work Advocates and Human Death Fighters, Preventers, and Deniers. (laughs) Deniers are going to have a very short listen. Well, they can listen for a little bit. We welcome deniers. So if you're here because you think this human death is BS or is or it is because you didn't quite understand it existed in organizations, would be more than happy to hear from you because it's it's that that we're missing we need to understand what is the hold up <laughs> i don't know how else to put it but i think that's exactly where we picked this up isn't it uh, what we were saying last yeah and i think also um we see a lot of talk and conversation about these topics um not as much action and i think mm. it's worth sharing some of the things that are uh, concerning, right? That we see. I mean, some things we see that are like um, encouraging, uh, encouraging as well. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. We don't want this to be a bummer show. The bummer no, show, not only a bummer show. And if I, I get to play good cup, you know, I've depressed you too much. So <laughs> let's take a step back. And I, I, I'd be up in arms as well, though. I, I will admit because we've we've worked um quite you, as you well said there's more noise than ever and there is more noise than ever take it from someone that landed in technology and data and whatever when there was and, and manufacturing when there was no noise so when mm-hmm. i first started talking about these things i did sound like i was completely whack and out there and there was no one else saying them but these days let me tell you just by the three or four tags i get a day where people get up in arms on my behalf that someone else is literally just freely um, never attributing, let's put it that way, if not just directly copy and pasting some of the things I was saying, there has never been more chatter. And I have a strange position about this. And if, if I don't know if this is interesting to our listeners necessarily, but just to 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 amuse you, um, which is <laughs> whenever my team sends some of this or when, when people that we work with tag us, um, thankfully on LinkedIn, I'm so grateful they do. Um, shout out to the really smart people in, in Germany and Holland and so on that have been going up in arms when like people in the product industry come up with half-assed frameworks and stuff. Even people I had loads of respect for is this a gentleman called John Cutler. Anyways, um, I'm I'm, I'm uh, rambling a bit as usual, but what I wanted to say is I'm not as up in arms about those moments, you know, the moments of non-attribution, the noise, because believe it or not, we need the buzz. We need the noise terribly much. I've My life's work has been to create loads more noise about this because it was deafening silence. And if we, if you yeah. think you hear too much about the fluff today and you're an HR professional that's sick and tired of uh, all of these so-and-sos talk about self-care and um, soft skills and EQ and burnout. And if you're sick of that, let me tell you, you're new because none of that existed until five minutes ago. This is all... Yeah. 
we this this is a, a genuine win that this new generation will will get without even knowing they got it and it's not even just right. in the workplace they they i keep telling up my kids to be to be grateful that in my lifetime alone they they have attained a different standard in the workplace in school in in acceptance of their queerness you name it right they're not and they're up in arms and they think well, the world is shit but that's their job but my job is to be the noise, the noise is good. What isn't necessarily good, though, and what I'm afraid of is how do we make sure that the cream gets to the top? How do we make sure that the sum is that an exact? This would be my dream state. That in a year or two from now, someone could come up to me and say, "Look, I was a CEO of a mid-level Fortune 5000 company. A bit stuck. I could see the bloody mm, walls crumbling around me, and these people didn't quite like each other, and there was so much dread and disengaged, and we were doing all the things now." the book but nothing was working very well i knew there was something heavy i had read about your wacky human dead crap but it didn't look like anything that i could do myself and then one day you said let's do these popcorn experiments i listened and then a few days later i read an article and it looked like this um beautiful drawing from mckinsey about what types of people exist but i also read this research <laughs> from the dora report that wasn't quite as clear about what it meant to say but it had the depth of all this thing we're trying to build together and i knew that this is bollocks and i knew mm -hmm. that this is not and its value and i came uh, to on the fight and you guys, the other human dead fighters with resources and help and, and knowledge and tools have gotten me to where we are today. And I can almost promise you that CEO would be in Fortune 500 at the minimum by then. So yeah. with a little bit of work put into it and just learning to discern between what's bollocks and what isn't, and there's a lot of, of noise, I have to have faith in leadership that they'll go, that's noise, that's genuine knowledge and, and passion that's been built on years of practice. So I'm not worried about the noise. Are you? Oh, so well, I am uh, because I feel like um, the noise that, I, so there's a couple of things I see um, noise that reinforces antiquated ideas. And so it's uh, more self-talk about how people just need to, and I'll quote someone from my, my session I did yesterday. Um, somebody said uh, the, the suck it up mentality of, of leadership, that, that school of leadership um, and so when we see things like those, that, that labeling of people uh, that you just mentioned from McKinsey, when we see, you know, Elon Musk talking about how psychological safety uh, prevents innovation. When we, like, oh, bless him. He's lost it completely. I know. I see that. I know. He's so, like, uh -huh. I think, I think we should just do everything the opposite of him. But um, <laughs> so that's, um, he's like bizarro, bizarro leader, like just do the opposite. Um so, you know, that I think people are looking to hide behind, I mean, or just ignoring data and just saying, I don't care what the data says, go ahead and return to office. I was, that's that I find that concerning. But the one that's also I find concerning is um, the Googleization or AIification of psychological safety as a buzzword that like everybody now has become an expert on. I was speaking to um, some of the National Safety Council's um, annual convention, which um, is is huge. Like we have a huge event. It's 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 a big a big event. They have what six thousand people here, I think. Um, and uh, and I heard about this one of the organizations that's kind of affiliated in the space. They're creating a psychological health and safety um, certification. Uh, 
the person who they have writing it, no experience in this area, does not know, is just Googling their way through it. So now this is going to be potentially the standard. Just find that concerning um, because it's just people are just throwing out garbage. And here's the thing, Gwen, and just really quick. So with that, if I go with that, especially the bigger brands that kind of go with that and it doesn't work, I don't throw away uh, the, the, the group that gave it to me. I throw away the concept, right? So, right. It's just like, it's, it's um, anyway. So those are some things that kind of keep me up at night. No, I am not claiming, and you know, I'm not going to lie to anyone, anyone. No, I lie. If anyone's new here, I'm always just, I have this sunny disposition. I never complain about anything. You are so- <laughs> if anyone's new, don't listen to what they're trying Why? to tell you. Why must you turn this podcast so- into this- a house of lies? So I'll make I'll make this um a, a special occasion and just do something completely opposite and out of character and and say that yes there is a lot of bollocks and shit out there but if we're worried for the type of exec that will buy that that will get that yeah, then that's, that's the not our thousand. group you're right we're that's not our thousand. group we're not listening to the same right. I think I think who we're talking to are people who are in the five thousand but they that's... just don't feel they need they have the 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 or the tools or the ability or the space that's what it is trust or the interest or the passion i said this all along i'm i think that's where it is it's not that they don't know i think when we come out of this this um generalized burnout we're in this uh team burnouts we're in which is a different type Mm -hmm. of burnout by the way i've been writing about lately than than uh, you, 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 individual you you know yes than than individual burnout and i think it's a really important thing that we 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 start p- paying attention to, by the way, you and I should should chat about that specifically yeah, for an yeah, absolutely. Because if you look at the idea of burnout combined, then it's at that combined level, you have to fix it. You cannot fix it with some knowledge individually and you cannot fix it with some norms that are not of the group that got burned out together. Yep. So, yep. Anyways, that's, yep. A, that's a different conversation. But, but you're but right. It, Our audience are the secret society for human human work fighters, right? So... Uh, for those of us who already get it. So this is for the third group, right? We get yeah. it. Um, and there, there is data that, that is and, and resources and tools that are readily available. I actually, um, part of my presentation yesterday was about how to make the business case for investing in mental no, health or psychological excellent. health and safety. Excellent. And the way you make and this... It's, yeah, it's you need to show that it works, and it's so easy yes. to show that it works. It's what we're right. working on, and we haven't yet announced it, but here's a teaser. Um, they are practically these small popcorn experiments that will show your leadership that, oh, yeah, if I invest 20, 30, 10K, whatever it is, five bucks, I don't care, it's not about the numbers. If I invest X amount of money, a small modicum amount of money, I see X amount of results from my people mm-hmm. when they have done this specific bit of human work. And that's what the experiment shows them. And if they will ignore an experiment and another experiment, at the very minimum, you're left with three or four better teams. Every time we've done a PhD with people not tech, and it didn't work out because the human debt in the organization had some HR director be too afraid to lose their job. Every time we did that, we still left five or six teams with that had a better start. We still we left a couple of developers in tears as well, if I'm honest. One or two. (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's just a question of yeah. if you, if all the effect you have is that this popcorn change leaves you with a little bit of a better um, upwards trajectory, then that's fine. So, hey, so let's, um, 
let's talk about these popcorn. I love this concept. I really do. I think you're so good at creating these. I called it earlier, emotional word pictures, these ways of thinking, t speaking at things that, that create a vision in my mind. So what are some examples in your okay, mind? Of here's, one, here's one. Here's one. Say that someone gives us 50K. You and I go in there for two days to tell them what this is about in several ways that we think are the best way to move this message. I don't really know what kind of company they are. And then we put these people in a virtual room and they all do a team action. And then mm. we measure them before with the software and we measure them after with the software. And maybe mm -hmm. they do two or three. And the two or three of them are, in, are, are aimed at improving specifically your openness or specifically your resilience. And if those went up after three of them, voila, I have a fucking yep. shit that works and fixes my crap. Yep. Yeah, let me add one. We have the tool for it. Other people can yes. talk about it. We have the tool for it. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, one of the things I want to also talk about to support those human debt fighters, and which is what we wanted to do with the Secret Society, um, is talk about some of the things that are happening. There's a lot being published right now, both good and bad. Um, and But here's some good news, at least for us in the U.S., is that there's 30 plus states that have legislature in process that would make it illegal to have a toxic workplace, which would enable, uh, and it was, most of them specifically address bullying, um, but bullying is one of the biggest problems that we have from a psychological health and safety perspective. Um, is it the only thing? No, yeah. but it it's, it's a start. And so I, that's pretty exciting for us here. Um, the other thing is that if you have a, a CEO who's clueless about this, you're not alone. Uh, according to Deloitte, 89% um, of the C-suite thinks that they're really doing well around this, but only 41% of employees do. And uh, yeah, it, there's a big, there's a big disconnect uh, going on. Um, and, and, you know, what's interesting is they had a quote in here. I want to read this. 78% of the C-suite say the leadership should change if their company can't maintain an acceptable level of workforce well-being. They should, yeah. Uh, Everyone's agreeing there should be change. Just, no one wants to do it. No one wants to do it. No. But, uh, yeah, I think I thought that the, those especially the That's, disconnect between the C-suite and... Yeah, you're right. There is such a gap between what people... And, and consider the following. Why would you lie in a survey? Yes. If you're the exec that said that, you knew you're lying. So you were impression managing. And let me tell you why mm -hmm. people are impression managing in a survey. For fear of being found out. Mm -hmm. So when you're not sure that the survey is anonymous and you're not sure that it's unattributable, that's when you impression manage. That's when you lie. Mm -hmm. it, you're not going to tell me that those are the stats, right? That if you take 10 managers, nine of them are clueless and just don't get it. That's not true. Yeah, no. But they see that because they believe that the enterprise is going to be able to trace it back to them if they tell the truth. Mm the difference the disconnect there is as soon as you become a manager you also become fearful of this bloody human debt you see everywhere and you That's are right. convinced it's going to come to bite you and i mm -hmm. i'm developing this new theory to myself that has to do it it stems from technical teams but i think it applies to every mm -hmm. place where 
I think there's so much um, in, so much impression management that's necessary as a survival skill that new managers that have been thrown into positions that they had no training or ability or interest in uh, experience. There's the imposter syndrome they experience, the, the cognitive um, load of being dissonant between this is what I know and this is what I see, this is what and I And loneliness, the loneliness. Right, and how lonely it gets and how that's why we see those much higher effects of genuine burnout. Not people who have reported burnout, people who have offed themselves because of burnout, people who are in medical care because of burnout. So the very last levels we see of it. So I want us to think of the fact that there a lot of this cognitive dissonance we are building in people, a lot of this, this human debt that we have seen at every level of this organization. Some of it is just theoretical and let's change bigger cultures, let's be better performing, fine. We know about that, right? And that's the one we like to talk about because we don't like this moral stance. But there is a, an absolute um, element of we should. We should first look at the hygiene of of of, of the workplace. The, are the are the the bones of it so riddled with this human dead cancer that when we send people in this machinery, we don't even know where we f them up. And I think we f yeah. them up when we make them managers with no EQ ability, and when yeah. we make them people leaders with no attachment to the purpose of the company and when we make them leave in a company that has no idea of what the five important things are that Aristotle has found. When we do that to people, we F them up. Yep. <laughs> in a Absolutely. way that it becomes hard to shake out of them because these people will do well enough to go up the ladder of the organization and they probably will play the corporate game well eventually, but they will be stuck somewhere where they're not their true, free, happy, creative, low-level self that gets to not manage people. And they're not at the very top and they're right in the middle, stuck going, I still, this is where I am. This is who we're talking to. We know you've been through that. Don't let other generations go through that by not giving them the easier tools. These days, convincing management to go themselves to an EQ um, course is nothing. Well, try that 15 or 20 years ago. Yes, they would have wrapped right. you. They would have sent you a head horse yeah. in the mail. They don't need yeah. any of that. You're in a much better position to make change. And it's a pity not to do so. No. And one of the people who will benefit the most is you, you. right? Right. When you can understand more about how to human, that includes and should actually start with you understanding yourself and what your needs are and how to how to take care of those in a way that's healthy for you and for your, everyone else in the workplace. One of the big problems we have is we kind of have this um, abused uh, abused partner syndrome, I'm going to call it. Um, of like, well, if I just, we somehow blame ourselves for the abuse that happens at work. Yeah. Um, as if I, and because we're told it, right. Yeah. So we, 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 we buy it of if I was just smarter, more prepared, had better business acumen, more organized, my favorite one, time management, you know, uh, workload, uh, I saw a, a research that showed that workload has increased by 50%. Uh, for managers uh, in the last few years, okay? And I would like That's you to not a time management issue. <laughs> and I would also like you to consider that doesn't even start to count the actual work. Whatever workload they are counting is guaranteed to not be the human work they should be doing. No, it's because not. Because we don't measure yeah, that absolutely. in any enterprise. 
Right. We just dismissed that. Yeah. So the work hasn't increased by 50%. It increased by 300%, but it's only the 50% that's visible in admin, whereas they need to do all the other shit that's a lot more complicated. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We have sent our people up the creek with zero EQ paddles, zero, this is how you manage a team paddles. And we have a good chance to rectify this quickly in the wake of the pandemic when we re- when we have to re-team anyways. But if yes. we are re-teaming idiotically around a, a, a location or we are re-teaming idiotically around the process we haven't questioned, we are not going to get anywhere. No, no. And and here's, here's what's going to happen is that this next generation is going to enter the workforce with a trauma-informed brain because of how what happened during their formative years and zero tolerance and I mean, of justice and the demand for value immediately. And just you will be, will be retired within a month at this rate. <laughs> yes. I mean, look, I talked to a lot of HR professionals and, and people in recruiting and that people aren't asking as much about career growth and career opportunity. They're talking about how healthy will I be working here? Tell me about your, <laughs> what are, uh, yeah, yeah. I need to be aligned are, to the values. Do they care about whether I take care of myself? Do they go out a lot? Are they friendly? I'm noticing more and more of these smarter and smarter professionals are asking about the actual team they're going to. And I think think this is actually, unfortunately, the, no, well, there's many things that are going to crystallize. And part of these, what I truly believe in that, I don't know if you, we were talking about earlier. I didn't know if you, if you want to repeat that or not about what you're writing. Um, I don't know if that's public or not. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to need you to say it again. But, but part of this, what I believe in currently is the fact that I think what we know of the size of teams is wrong. I think they need to be smaller. I also think that what we are, what we are attempting with cross-functional teams, which is why we insisted teams shouldn't be stable. They can be um, as dynamic More as we involved. like, is, yeah. is not necessary in the correct work formula of agility and of good enterprise. So as I'm starting to lean, I, and I'm saying a heresy here, towards they probably have to be smaller than we thought, and they probably have to be a lot more stable than we thought for them to be mm. super high performing. Mm-hmm. If you don't need it, but maybe this is the key, you might not need a high performance team. And that's something for smart CEOs to decide. Where do I need a high performance team? Where do I need workhorses that will not want as much autonomy or as much? Because if you want a high performance team, you probably can only have a four or five elite team that I don't know how many exactly, a smaller group that are learning those passes. Like a high performance sports team, they need to learn those interactions. And so I think it's important to start redefining in terms of what's common work, what's solo work, what's creative work, what's habitual work, what's admin, what needs some spark, what maybe I can give my people, uh, I don't know, better um, states, better states of flow, whatever it is that they need um, in however, whatever, whatever you're doing, do it from a place of let's, let's redo the thing because it's, it's at the, we are where we can think of all this from new. Maybe we need some mm-hmm. teams to be performing, some not to be. Some teams to be. Let's think in the in the in the in the in the new lens of neurodivergence. We need some people to be generalists and some people to be specialists, and we need to understand both, recognize both, and value both. And we haven't done that. So much is wrong in the setup of the workplace today that if we all went home 
and had to write down what we're doing and how many of us would be really necessary for real if you were to put it down like in a sims environment, maybe a third are necessary and are useful if they were to be doing their best work. Everyone else, I think, is a bit of surplus. And until we are smart enough to redefine that everywhere in the commercial and, and administrative world, we're going to have issues. But meanwhile... <laughs> Let's just deal with how do we keep the teams we have before the new generation kicks us out and before AI has won because we haven't pulled our thumbs to learn about our feelings. Let's just deal with our people. This is a, a small problem. If you think in a longer lens, fixing today the post-pandemic return to work without inducing more human debt should be an easy one. And many yeah. people are fucking it up as we speak. Yep. Absolutely. Because we've loosened, we've loosened up the ability to have these conversations, right? And we keep wanting to tighten it back down. Um, you mentioned, you know, a, a project that I started kind of accidentally, I started creating a workbook for other, uh, for our secret society, human, human people focus on human work, at work and human debt fighters, uh, that would give them a, how to get started as a workbook. And then I just kept writing and writing. So now it's become an actual like long book. Right. But and the workbook part is still. See uh, how much you want to give everyone everything. Let's look at it first. But yeah, exactly. Think but, is to give everything. But I have, but I, you know, so anyway, it's become more involved. But the, the, the core of it, how I started it was if I was, uh, or in talking to all the people who listened to my to my work, who read my, my newsletter, et cetera, how can I help them do this work? And so the core of it actually takes 10 common business objectives and connects them to how, based on data, the psychological health and safety of your team gets you to that goal. Right. Right. So it, it goes through that. It also goes through um, for 2024, what are identified right now? Granted, we're really bad at fortune telling in general, but what are like the trends for 2024? And how does having a psychologically healthy, healthy and safe team help accomplish that? So um, I think the more we can start having these conversations in the context of the business we're in yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. and being re realistic about what is our culture, how big is our human debt, uh, what is the appetite? Kind of where are we starting? So one of the other things I created was a mental health maturity model, so that you can see where where are we and which what should I expect as far as the level of conversation we can have. So anyway, those are some tools that are in the works. I love our popcorn your, your popcorn experiments. I so think what we need to do is we're going to connect those two things for you guys and put them on the on the pods page. Um, somehow so that you get access to these workbooks. As usual, I think I've, I've been very transparent, but we're happy to say this again. Our model is loads of stuff for free and then some stuff will have to cost some money. Um, unfortunately, we haven't even worked out what that is and the things we've been charging the industry have been dismal over the years. So we can't keep doing that. I don't think anyone should have done that. I think we all kind of fooled ourselves into this. If you want to be if you have if you have a mission, you can't always also make a buck for it. It's kind of what we've been sold over the last twenty years, I would say, in the workplace more than anywhere else. So I think I see this this trend more there and more globally than other people because I got to live in the states and elsewhere in Europe, many other places, and then 
landed in England. So I can see different cultures and I got to see them to my luck through a slice of, of time that was exactly digital adoption and exactly beginnings of technology. So I got really lucky to be in the right place at the right time, I think. Um, but I'm more so if you're going to be like winning at who saw the universe the best. But if you're going to be winning at who has the biggest swimming pool, I lost already. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem, right? We have very different um, <laughs> we have very different ways of formulating this. So anyhow, um, maybe not even go there because now it's it's dramatically <laughs> down, go that, down that path. But what we're saying is, we're saying many things, but this human that that you feel is potentially different per culture. Not, I'm not sold. It's very different per culture, but maybe it is. It doesn't matter. There's human that advocates that, that you can talk to and you can see in our in our tech-led culture pods that are from everywhere. There's no, you're not going to find people that we don't know. We can't hook you up with. Second biggest problem is the 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 what anything costs. Ninety percent of the things we give away are all you need to get started on an amazing strategy. What you don't have and you're not going to be able to have is the time to put them all together. So reach out to one of us. Um, you know, kind of try and see if if any of us human dead fighters can humanize with you somehow. It doesn't have to be in person, but having someone online that you can rely on that is kind of. Um, stitching these together for you as just tools might be useful. Equally, if you don't need anyone, just look at the bloody Aristotle to-dos and take them from there. What do I need to do? I need to get dependable. What do I need to do? I need to get more purpose. What do I need to do? I need to get more psychological safety. I don't, don't ask us, go ask Google what needs happening. <laughs> there's, there's like, there are, there are models of, of what works out there that are extremely understandable, simple, and show results. Like we said, we're going to try and connect these two things What Alessandria wrote and our popcorn experiments are going to be kind of available in one. But again, don't have to do it alone. And I don't know that you can do it alone. So a lot No, of I don't. That, I think that's, that, that's really the key. You don't have to do it alone. You shouldn't do it alone. Uh, the last thing you need to do is burn yourself out, taking care of other people, which is what we tend to do. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> are you feeling attacked? No, 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 not me. Yeah. No, I mean, we all know what we know, right? Anyone listening to this understands why we get up in arms and our, our blood pressure goes up, but, but they, we also, we can see you and we know that you've been pushing hard and you know what? I think what, unfortunately, what human dead fighters have in common at this point is a hell lot of resilience because we've been fighting a lot um, and we've been overcoming burnout after burnout. Um, and I think that alone should be very valuable. We all have, I'm sure, a set of practices that are self-care related and self-grown-up professional related. Um, I wish we all had those and it was mandatory. Here's something to put mandatory in your workbook policies, dear HR professionals. Uh, if you don't have a self-care routine, don't show up for work. <laughs> Anyhow, look, we all know there are common sense, simple things we could do. I know, I know. We so just we don't do it. Look, I, I've spent a lot of time the last few weeks doing uh, courses on leadership burnout. I've done it for multiple groups, um, and the it's just it's this odd conundrum of I'm sacrificing myself for the team, which means. I'm burning out, and yet all the data shows that when I do that, it's detrimental to the team. Yeah. So I've convinced myself that what I'm doing 
is the right thing, but what I'm doing is really the wrong thing. And intellectually, yeah. I know it, well, but emotionally, yeah, I don't know what else to do. I think that I think that's, that's where we come in. I don't know what else to do, and that, we have answers. What you're feeling is heavy and there's dread and there's fuck my life. I better change jobs and make a change. That's the human that you're feeling. That heaviness of. What, what now, right? And uh, we, we we can come in. And I know you've heard this. I mean, we're not just trying to sell ourselves, right? But we are a very expensive alternative to a therapist, a self-coach, and a PT trainer. But <laughs> but you know what? It's not just for you. We, you can get this in one package. If you get one of us, handful of, of people on earth, but if you get one of these people in, I can guarantee that they can make more change with, with enough levers in hand than 10 years of programs. So it's just a question mm-hmm. of how, how, and it's always been the case, right? In technology in particular, we're used to that we have to have this maverick team come in and a squad team to save whatever. Yes. What we get ourselves into this situation that we need a squad team that needs to save us, I don't know. But here we are, and this time we genuinely have a crisis situation. This human that shit is all encompassing. It's coming to get everyone in various ways. And I know we're burnt out and we're in no mood, but we got to double down, find other human that fighters and just get it out of the workplace now, once and for all, because this window is closing on us in the next year or two, I think. Mm. Okay. Note. (laughs) On that note. On that happy note, uh, let's hope I'm wrong as usual. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye.